And we're back with episode 23 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ. And today, Russ, not a whole lot going on in Georgia sports world, but a lot going on as far as Masters Week and a lot along those lines. Russ, tell me what you like about round one. Well, you know, obviously the Masters is special because it's in our own state, you know, down there in Augusta, which is, you know, not too far from here. And I just really enjoy watching watching the best golfers play here, you know, with the split of the tours and some golfers going to the LIV, you know, it's 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 fun watching them play. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm pulling more for the PGA guys cuz they're not all about money, but you know, the the thing I saw today was a bunch of guys like Victor Hovland, a guy who I never thought would even be close to contention. You know, I think that's awesome that he's up there showing what he can do and, you know, really, really leading the Masters right now. Nobody's – I mean, obviously got Rom and somebody – Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka's tied with him. I don't even like Brooks Kepka. So, you know, whatever. I hope he doesn't win. I'd rather anybody else but him win. <laughs> Just because he's a mean guy. How about Cameron Smith? Cam Smith. I don't like that guy either. He's ugly. Russ isn't a big fan. I don't like the LIV <laughs> guys. I already told exactly. you that. Russ, if, if you are you playing for the LIV and you're listening to this, we're sorry. We're sorry about all the You're dissing. probably not listening to this. Probably, sorry for all the dissing because <laughs> old partner Russ just hates the live. Kind I of, don't hates like live tour. Although Russ, I like Bubba Watson. <laughs> Russ, outside of the golf, um, outside of the Masters that's going on, UGA had their first spring um, scrimmage last Saturday. Um, tell me what you've heard. Tell me what you've seen. I'll start with what I've seen. Um, Carson Beck, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Obviously, that's kind of a, you know, that made me, I made that face, you know, like, ah, like that doesn't, that doesn't sound good to me. Well, uh, well, that they, he threw three interceptions, but the, one of the articles I read said something about him. Like, he just looks like he's the guy when he's out there. I mean, no matter what, what he did out there, they he looks like he has a presence, and I think that's good to have. You know, obviously we don't want three interceptions, but you know, I think he's he'll improve as he as he uh, as they keep scrimmaging and doing stuff like that. I'm excited to see him play at G Day. The guy I've heard all good things about is um, Brock Vandergriff. I haven't heard anything. Bad about him. I heard he played phenomenal in the scrimmage. I've heard he's looked great in practice. And I've heard, you know, whatever, whoever starts, we don't know, and we're probably not going to know for a while, but whoever starts in this for this team next season is going to be the guy. And we just have to have trust in Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo because, you know, two years ago, I don't know if you know this, Russ, but, you know, JT Daniels got hurt and they put in some walk on, some guy, and well, everybody, before that, they put in Dewan Mathis. Yeah, so. two years ago, everybody was talking about, like, who is this guy? What's he doing? And, you know, and then JT Daniels came back, and but they stayed with this walk-on who, I mean, you know, and things seemed to work out pretty well. Two national championships and a Heisman finalist. So Yeah, the, uh, the only quarterback that I heard some kind of negative stuff on, just kind of, you know, he's still learning, was Gunnar Stockton. Obviously, he's the younger guy, so he's still getting used to the system. But, you know, 
as long as he keeps doing what he's doing and competing and learning and growing, I think he's he can be a he can make a run at quarterback. Whatever Gunner supposedly lacks at the quarterback position right now, I think he makes up for it with his competitive edge. Let's look back to the um national title game prep week. Gunner Stockton takes off his non contact jersey to replicate the physicality of Max Duggan. That's a big deal. The game's a blowout, but to have a freshman who has no shot of getting in the ball game, who's barely making your dressing list, and yes, he's a high recruit, but for him to say, I'll put my body on the line for the betterment of the team, as a freshman, not even in the real game in practice, that shows a lot about his character. That shows a lot about who he is as a football player and what his true values are, and I really like that. Yeah, that's a good quality to have. Um, what you want to talk? You want to talk about Braves? Let's talk a little Braves baseball while we're at it. We're already on it. Braves looking at five and one right now. Obviously, everything's looking good. Everything's sunny. Everything's great. You know, tough series the, coming up though. In the past, Russ. I mean, let's look at this team. You know, they're oh, they always start slow, dude. They're always slow, always slow, and then they end up around that hundred win mark, win the division. We've been blessed the last several years. They've won the division. Last year was obviously a great race for the divisional title. But this year, this team came out hot. And this team, I don't know if there's a team out there better and more well-rounded, top to bottom, in their lineup than the Braves. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, I mean, they're firing on all cylinders right now. You know, got a tough series coming up with the Padres. But I think... I think it's going to be a pretty even series, to be honest with you. I could see him going 3-1 and one versus. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of baseball left. We're just getting started. The Max Freed injury is concerning, but thank goodness it's nothing too, too major. But, I mean, the guys are swinging it right now. Austin Riley hit a home run the other day, 473 feet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's outrageous. Acuna's swinging the bat well. You see him hit the leadoff home run the other day to start the game? I did. Yeah, he hit one out that Matt Olson came up behind him and hit it out. And I really, you know, your lineup, I think Matt Olson's an MVP candidate this year. He's been, you know, last year was his first year in Atlanta. You brought in Freddie, Freddie Freeman left that season. So there's all this pressure and hype. Oh, who's this first baseman from Oakland? He's These are his stats. This is his war. This is all this. This is his OPS. And I think there's just so much pressure on him to perform and be Freddie Freeman. Well, he's not Freddie Freeman. He's Matt Olson. You know what, Russ? Matt Olson's pretty freaking good. I think so, too. He's a great defensive first baseman. And Freddie was a great one, too. Freddie's the best first baseman in franchise history, no doubt. One of the greatest of this generation, this era. But Matt Olson's a great baseball player. Matt Olson can swing the bat really well. You know, he's got a different stance. You'd think he wouldn't be able to hit pitches up and in in the zone. But, I mean, he hits the ball well up and in. The shift's eliminated. So, his numbers, I think he's he's my pick for this Braves team to be that MVP candidate. I think him and Acuna have a real shot at having MVP caliber seasons. And Austin Riley's right there with him. He's all, he's been that MVP caliber player the past couple of years. Yeah, Austin Riley's my, my favorite guy on the team. He he hits it a long way, and he's, you know, he's this big guy. He can, he can sling it, too. You know, that's just – Let's just hope the Braves, you know, they're pe- they're peaking right now, kind of. Let's just hope that they stay up and don't don't go down, because that would, because you know, they want to peak at the right time, obviously, which is 
farther down the line, mostly. They got to, you know, another thing about this team is health is a big issue for them. You know, there, there's a lot of questions surrounding your rotation. Who's going to pick up that fifth spot? And But you need your starters to be healthy to really kind of have an open door at that fifth spot. I think a lot of guys are going to pitch and start some ball games for this team. Russ, did, well, hold on. Do you think – like, what do you think about the Max Freed? Is that a, a huge hit or what? You know, I don't think it's a – career-ending, gruesome injury, nothing like what Soroka went through. But I do think it's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, as a pitcher, everybody thinks, oh, your arm, arm, arm. No, it's, there's a lot to do with your legs. If he's not comfortable on that hamstring, you can – I mean, you can kiss his dominance goodbye. You could kiss everything that makes him a Cy Young caliber pitcher out the window. He's not – I mean, he needs to be – 100% comfortable, 100% feel good with himself to pitch. And not only that, but to be able to get off the mound and play in the field because ground ball in the hole between first and second, Matt Olson goes over to get it. Who's covering the bag? It's Max Freed. If he can't get off the mound, then that's a hit. Yeah. I mean, he's he should be fine. I hope he is. This team needs him to make a run at another World Series. But right now, he's on the 15-game or 15-day injured list, I don't see this being a massive issue. I don't see this being something that, you know, haunts this team for the rest of the year. They have depth, and they're not seeming to struggle without him right now. Obviously, he can only pitch like one every five games, but still. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be back sooner, sooner rather than later. I, I really don't think that it's a huge uh, injury, but for him to be on the I.L., is uh, it's kind of a a big hit to the team in my opinion. It's a dominant guy out there, dominant left-hander. Left-handed pitchers are far and few between, and a dominant one, it's a great thing to have. And I'm really happy he's on that Braves team. You know, there's a lot to be said about the way he pitches and what he's done for this team. Russ, a question about Georgia football. Obviously, the spring game's coming up. Name me a guy that you're most excited to see play in the spring game. Um, let me. Uh, I really would say probably uh, the quarterbacks. I know we've already talked about them, but that that's really my main focus right now, and what I want to see. I want to. I want to see who's performing the best, and who looks like they're the guy, and who knows they're the guy. You know. I just. I'm just looking for confidence. Yeah. I'm looking for, you know, your quarterback. And frankly, for this team to win another title, this quarterback does not have to be a superstar. This defense is going to be loaded. Your offensive weapons are loaded. Your offensive line is loaded. There's talent all over the field. If you can just get the ball out, not turn the ball over. And, I mean, you can look at Stetson Bennett's first year full-time starter, not this past season, but the year before that. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't, like, going to wow you with anything. Now, yes, he made some great plays. And, you know, he had a great national title game. But all throughout that season, he really didn't have to do a whole lot because they really relied on their defense to win ball games, And no game was really close. And I think you're going to have that same type season this year where people, people on the outside are going to call 
whichever quarterback starts, they're going to call him a game manager because he's not really going to get a chance to showcase his skills in a close ball game until late November. And I think that's something that, you know, that we can kind of look forward to, that we can kind of be like, you know, we got a little – because if – I mean, if this quarterback's a dog and you go in there and everybody's just kind of doubting him, kind of, ah, I don't know, I don't know, he may, he may not be just kind of a game manager and you get in a playoff game and he just – he dominates, and that's just something that something else you have to account for. Yeah, I'm also excited to see what the receivers are looking like in terms of where they're playing and stuff like that. And you know, obviously, I think Brock Bowers is inside with maybe McConkey in the slot or um, Rara Thomas, maybe. Have you heard anything about Rara Thomas? Is he he's practicing? He's, he's practicing. Good? What I've heard is he has to be more dependable catching the football. I've heard there's been some issues dropping passes, dropping passes in traffic, and I'm not really worried about it. I think, you know, you know, maybe he's got jitters playing in a scrimmage, you know, first time in the Georgia uniform, really kind of in front of everybody showcasing, his, showcasing himself. I'm not too worried about it. A guy that I heard had a great scrimmage was Lawson Lucky, the freshman yeah. tight end. I heard, you know, and, man – I mean, thank goodness we thank goodness we need another tight end. We got we got the best tight end in America, Oscar Delp, who showcased his skills last year. Um, Lawson Lucky, what's the other freshman? Oh, I don't. I don't have Pierce Sperling. Pierce Sperling. So those those are two guys from last year, plus two four stars, two of the highest rated tight ends in the class. I mean, we really needed this other tight end to yeah. just come out, and but I mean, there's. I saw a picture of it on Instagram, him just blowing past somebody. And that's really – I mean, the more the merrier. So I, can t- I can tell you we're going to find a way for, for those guys to get on the field. If they can play, they're going to be on the field. The rich get richer sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if but if you can play, I mean, you're going to get on the field. What I loved about Todd Monken's offense was the fact that he used a lot of 13 personnel. 13 personnel means three tight ends in the ball game. And 13 personnel, really against any defense, any front, you can run the ball all over them because you just, it's like having three extra offensive linemen almost. Well, it was with Darnell Washington. But 13 personnel, you can go, you can go run the ball all over somebody. And then, but now you can drop back and pass because you have these, I mean, Brock Bowers is your best receiver. Oscar Delp's a great pass catcher. Lawson Lucky seems like a freak. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty darn amazing, you know. Yeah. And it's and now they may not be as dominant running the ball out of thirteen personnel this season because another guy, John Fitzpatrick, you know, he's graduated. But yeah. I mean, two years ago you had Brock Bowers, John Fitzpatrick, and Darnell Washington blocking for you in thirteen personnel. And John Fitzpatrick's a big dude. Isn't he playing somewhere in the NFL? I can't remember. I don't think he's um, in the NFL. I think he's in another league. I don't. There's or so many. Uh, he dogs. got drafted though, didn't he? I swear he got drafted. Then he get drafted. Did he get drafted by the Falcons? So he, he did get drafted by the Falcons. That's right. Look at look at me. If you ever got a question, just <laughs> just come ask me. I'm not picking a Masters winner today though, because whoever I pick, they're just gonna shoot a 84 tomorrow. You know who the who actually one of our tight ends who's doing pretty good is Charlie Warner. I think he plays on the 49ers now. Yeah, and he he gets a, a good bit of playing time. I see him on the well, TV I mean, sometimes. 
one of the best Georgia receivers in the NFL is Lawrence Cager, who yeah. played like four games as a Bulldog. He transferred in from Miami, and then he, he played some big moments and got hurt. Never really was the same again. But I mean, he's your. I mean, he's arguably your best receiver in the NFL besides Pickens. I mean, who else uh, really? Um, Isaiah McKenzie's doing some stuff. AJ Green. He's out. I mean, he's well, yeah, tired. But, but back in his prime. Well, yeah, he was the go, guy. We can go back in prime. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, who did you, who did you say, Kyrus Jackson? Did you say not Kyrus? Oh, um, um, Michael Hardman. I say McKin- uh, McCall Hardman. He's too. on the Jets now, I think. Yeah, he got traded the other day. Um, the Legion of Zoom—that's what they called that Chiefs receiver room with Tyreek Hill, McCall. <laughs> I'm going blank day on names. Oh, Denard Robinson, the other receiver. I don't. His uh, Demarcus Robinson. Dem- I think. Something. Or Demarius. So, one more. <laughs> we're we're sorry about all this. Another question for you, Russ. One more before we go. Um, give me the first five quarterbacks drafted in the NFL draft in what order? You go. You give me your list. I'll give you mine. You know, you kind of put me on the spot, and I'm not the best at names. But uh, you mean this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I think Bryce Young goes first. C.J. Shroud second. Who else is there? There's who else? Help me out now. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Hinton Hooker, Will Levis. Um, I'd say Will Levis third, Anthony Richardson fourth, and who? Who's the other guy you said? Um, Hinton Hooker. I don't know about Hendon Hooker. I feel like he's like a fourth round guy. I can't even think of quarterbacks right now. You done gave me a hard question. That's my four. You tell me your five. CJ Stroud goes number one to the Panthers. Bryce. Give me Levis. Anthony Richardson Hooker. That's my list. Hendon Hooker's got a lot of hype building for him. Uh, Mike Rosenbaum said the other day something about him. He'd take him at five for the Seahawks. That just seems like just an idiotic pick. You just signed Geno Wilson to extension. That's why he's a former NFL GM and not a GM <laughs> right now, because he'd make a pick like that. Yeah, you don't you don't sign a bit a guy to a big contract and then draft somebody right behind him. Although whoever they take is probably going to be a bit of a project, and I don't know that Geno Smith is a bad guy to be under. Uh, to um, learn from, you know, but I'm not. I don't know that he's a great guy. So, you know, that's a, that's an iffy pick. You got anything else? That's gonna be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. When do you think we'll be back, Russ? Well, probably next week, maybe, maybe early or uh, late this week. All right, sounds good.